You are tuned in to the Jackson Hole Connection, sharing fascinating stories of people connected to Jackson Hole. I am truly grateful for each of you for tuning in today. And support for this podcast comes from Teton County Solid Waste and Recycling, bringing the Jackson Hole community residential and commercial food waste composting options. Call 307-733-7678 for more information. I begin today's episode with a little quote from Jose N. Harris. Tears shed for another person are not a sign of weakness. They are a sign of pure heart. And welcome to episode number 245. My guest today is Tracy Garcia. Tracy's an artist in an industry which might not be on the forefront of people's minds, which Tracy is going to share and discuss with you today. In growing up in a military family, Tracy was familiar with travel, and she found herself in an industry which has taken her to many places around the world and has met just a wide range of remarkably interesting people. And recently, Tracy lost the love of her life. And today she's sharing the message of compassion, kindness, and giving back. Tracy, thank you for joining me here today at the Jackson Hole Connection. It's delightful to have some time to sit down and talk to you. Thank you very much for having me. I'm excited. You are welcome. We were just chatting a little bit about um, how long you've been here in the Valley. I do want you to share that with people. And I love people sharing where they were born and were raised and just get a little bit of background of who you are and where you're from. So Tracy, where were you born and got to grow up as a kid? I'm a military baby. So I was actually born in North Carolina, Camp Lejeune. But once, gosh, I was probably not even one years old and took off to California with the family. I was raised in um, Dana Point, California up until about 10 years old. We went overseas to Okinawa with my dad. And when we went, you know, left there, we went straight to Virginia. So I went to middle school and high school in Virginia and uh, started my career there. Flew out to California, loved California, obviously went back to California. And then I went to the Fashion Institute, design and merchandising in uh, Cali. And then went back to Virginia to get my license to do hair. And then I became- Kenya? Pardon me? Did you say Kenya? Virginia. I'm sorry. Virginia. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I did a lot of back and forth, but went back to Virginia to get my license to do hair and then um, started really loving the makeup industry, loving the hair industry, but not so much the coloring and cutting side of the industry. I was really more into the styling, doing editorial and that kind of stuff. So I always tell everybody, I'm not a hair quote unquote dresser. Uh, you will not see me in a salon cutting hair. I'm always behind the scenes doing, I did television. I was worked for Fox News in Washington, D.C. for 14 years doing hair and makeup for all the talent. So um, I'm usually the behind the scenes girl. What an interesting career path. Yeah, it really has been. It, it's so much fun. My dad would always say, college, 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 college. And I did go to the Fashion Institute and have an you know, associate's degree in fashion merchandising. But he was always like telling me that I needed to go to all these universities. And I was always telling him, no, because I always knew what I wanted to do. And I always knew that I wanted to be in a creative field and, and I didn't want to go to college. So 
you know, four-year college. So obviously I didn't, but um, I'm really happy with my career choice because I'm not that person that has to, if I had to sit at a desk with horrible lighting and, and, or in a cubicle, I'd probably go nuts. So I'm, I've, I've always mm. got to be creating. Mm. And share with us with what you are doing. I, you're behind the scenes. I am. And, and like you said, with Fox News, has this career taken you to some travels that you never expected that you would ever have the opportunity to do? Absolutely. When I first started at Fox, I started out doing the evening show uh, with Greta Van Susteren. And it was perfect for me because I was able to be with my daughter all day long and pick up from school and do all that. And then the first travel was wild because I went with her to California all the time. I don't know. Gosh, this is taking everybody way back. But this was way back when I first started the Scott Peterson trial. And we would fly to Modesto. And I, I, it was just a horrific, horrific story. But that's when my travels started. It was a fun experience. Not to, obviously the trial was horrific, but just being able to travel with her and be behind the scenes and kind of learning what that aspect was with, you know, behind the scenes with the television and all that stuff. And I remember Mark Garrigus was his attorney and he and Greta were really good friends and flew on his private plane back to Burbank Airport, which I was on pins and needles because I'm not a private, per you know, private jet person. I was scared to death. And then, you know, traveling quite a bit with Fox News. And then that's when I met the Cheneys when they were in office and started doing some stuff for them. And that, that was the first time when I came out to Jackson for the Cheneys. I think it was Sean Hannity that was doing an interview with uh, the VP. And then I started doing, you know, Liz and the family. And, and uh, so it's a pretty cool story. My, my, my niece graduated from Virginia Tech and with an amazing political science degree. And she started working for the Cheneys. She now lives here. She's she met her husband here and never left. It's kind of like the story. Have you noticed people come to Jackson and they're like, never go back to where they uh, they were from. But um, I I came here with them and I'll never forget landing and just looking around and just mesmerized by the absolute beauty and, and peacefulness and bliss. And here I am this much later. That's cool. Yeah. Ref refresh people's memory of the Scott Peterson trial? That was a rough one for me because I, you know, I was a mom of a young child, but Scott Peterson was accused of murdering his pregnant wife all because he was having an affair with some, somebody. Instead of leaving this poor girl, he had to kill her. And he's now in prison, I think, for life. And uh, I'll never forget I was, I was like, please let me get in the courtroom. Please let me get in the courtroom. I got to see this guy. And Garrigus was like, okay, fine, I'll let you in. And he walked in and he was so arrogant and so pompous. And that night later on, you know, after Greta's show and stuff, people always get together after shows and kind of just chit chat. And he was like, is he guilty? And I'm like, he's so freaking guilty. And he tried to give me all these excuses of why he wasn't guilty. But anyways, he was proven guilty, um, and now he's in prison for life. And it was just really a sad, sad story. The poor girl was pregnant, and he did some really bad things, and they found, you know, just horrific. Horrific, horrific. So there's mm. also good things to, to see as well. But that was, like, my first travel experience, and that was just super sad. But that was a way back when. Do you even remember that? I honestly don't remember the Scott Peterson trial, and but I'm glad you shared with us. Yeah. 
little little Modesto town. And I just was like, but with her, you know, she did even, I remember her traveling to, oh my gosh, where did they go? I didn't go, but uh, she also followed that poor girl that was missing. She was in a teenager. She was a uh, Aruba. That poor girl found, was found missing. And I forget that guy's name, a German name or something, but he ended up being guilty too. This poor, I mean, she, she did follow some horrific stories. I didn't get, I didn't go on that one. I was kind of glad because not all news is horrific, you know? That is very true. Not all uh, news is horrific. And I'm really curious to know, I mean, I get the part about Jackson being absolutely breathtaking. Where are some other places that you went that were just a remarkable experience to to be able to see? I did see a lot of the United States. I was the women for Trump hair and makeup artists during the uh, campaign. Um, and I was on the tour bus with them from, oh my goodness, gosh, August, all the way through the election. It was pretty cool. Um, I tell people, I don't want to talk politics about, you know, the red, the blue. It doesn't matter. I'm a hair and makeup art, you know, I'm an artist. <laughs> and no, because I either I either had like, oh, my God, that's so cool. Or how could you do that? And, you know, it's I always tell people I kind of take it to this. Hey, guys, if I were a doctor and I had a Democrat or Republican on my table and I didn't like one or the other, I'd still, I would hopefully save you. You know what I mean? Come on. This is my job. Mm -hmm. I beautify people. I've met everyone. I don't care. It, that doesn't matter to me. And I've met a lot of beautiful people along the way. And on that bus, I, may, I met amazing people and I, I adore them. Laura Trump. Um, I met Marla Maples through Laura Trump. And I did Marla Maples and Tiffany for Tiffany's bridal shower and then for Tiffany's wedding. Ivanka had gifted her with her makeup artist. So I didn't do Tiffany for the actual wedding, but I did Tiffany for her bridal shower and Marla for the bridal shower. And then I did Marla for the actual wedding. And it was just extraordinary and beautiful. And, you know, they were lovely. They've always been lovely. And I always get people that are like, what's this person like or what's that person like? And sometimes I, I, I feel like they're waiting for some spectacular gossip thing for me to say. And I don't have anything to say. First of all, if I did, I wouldn't say anything. That's also why I get hired. People trust me. We all have good days. We all have bad days. I, I just used to laugh all the time because they were like, so what's Dick Cheney really like? And I was like, kind of quiet, lovely, always been kind, man of very, you know, very few little words. But when he has something to say, um, you better listen. But I, back then the kids were little and I was like, you know, one's crying because they can't find a cowboy boot. The other one's crying because they didn't get an Oreo. It's not that big of a deal, guys. They're just normal people. Mm -hmm. um, but I do remember when... Um, my Olivia was little, my daughter and my niece, who now lives here, Alexandra. We were actually at the uh, observatory where uh, they lived in D.C., the, uh, the vice president and um, Mrs. Cheney. And it was just so funny because I had to go do their uh, Mrs. Cheney's makeup for something. And my little one was little and I had to take the girls with me because after that we were heading to the beach. And it was just so funny because the VP was sitting on the veranda, like reading a newspaper or something. And my child and my niece were just running back and forth. They had no clue. And then fast forward, you know, my niece uh, goes on to be working for them and so on. And she doesn't do that anymore. She works here in Jackson for someone else. But it's just a pretty cool full circle, you know. Everybody's a person in their own way. And they, they live li their lives outside of what we might see on TV or, or read in the, me in the media. Yeah, you're right. For being 
a, a makeup artist and you said earlier that you also do a lot of photo shoots here in in Jackson, but you also do a lot of weddings as well. I do. I love doing weddings. I just got here in November and I'm pretty darn proud of myself because I started marketing myself on my own and it's what, only May and I have thus far 17 weddings booked on my own. And I then met uh, Jill with the scout guide. And I absolutely um, thought it was absolutely necessary. That's why today I came running in because I did my photo shoot for the scout guide, but definitely promoting myself. Uh, I'm a huge advocate for promoting and not just here and there to get noticed, but you should always be reinventing yourself. Uh, in my opinion, sometimes people do advertising or, you know, a big shout out for some, you know, to get hyped and promoted. But for me, I think you're continuously always should be evolving. So I'm doing this big shoot with the Scout Guide. Um, my Instagram page has a good following. Um, but I, you know, here for for just getting here, I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing some, I'm starting to get uh, work. And there's a lot of work here. I was surprised because when I came here, I knew there would be work, but I thought it would take me at least a good year. And here I am. And as you can see, my hair is pretty simple. <laughs> just, just a tad. Just a tad. What does it take to be, you know, the artist for why somebody's going to bring you in versus them just doing it before they leave the house and just getting ready? You mean like an everyday or a shoot? Because I mean, today when we're finished, I had to go do a shoot. And a lot of people have this vision in their head that they're going to look so made up. Mm -hmm. And that's so wrong to think because everybody here is, oh, I just wore a little mascara and I like my hair natural and blah, blah, blah. I get that. However, even if I was doing your makeup for an ad right now or you're going on TV, if you don't have makeup on, the lighting is going to wash you out. You're going to look, you're almost going to look like you have the flu. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. The lighting is so intense that you do need makeup. And no matter how natural I make you, you still need to have makeup on for editorial television it's so completely different like right now i did my shoot today and i do feel made up but in the pictures i saw you know the take backs it doesn't look that way so again a lot of brides are like oh i want everybody says they want natural mm -hmm. what i find so amusing is they they show me a picture and like that isn't natural you know they have everybody's got this vision that's why i love to talk to all my clients whether it's an editorial shoot or television, whether it's a bride, my brides and I talk a lot. Um, I want to see inspiration pictures. I want to really get to know them because their vision is, I understand their vision, but a lot of times once we meet and we do a trial run or we talk about that vision, that vision is very different because people don't really understand natural. You know, I've, I've had brides go, look, I want to look like this and Although it's gorgeous, it's not natural. It's very Kardashian. It's, you know, the hoopla, the lashes, the a lot. So regardless of it being dramatic and or natural, it takes as the same amount of time. Hmm. You know, natural is just as hard because it's a lot of blending and softening. It's all about your brushes and the lighting. And that's why I love it, though, because there's that's where my creative side goes in. So the combination between the lights for photography or, or filming and then somebody's natural skin versus having something applied to their skin so where you said doesn't get washed out, what is that relationship that 
that really causes the need for for having the makeup? Well, makeup, I mean, my gosh, we're, we can add color to the skin. Not everybody's flawless. I mean, I'd like to say that everybody's flawless, but, you know, we all have discoloration somewhere. And it could be, you know, a little bit underneath the eyes. It could be a blemish. It could be that. And, you know, sometimes you just want to look like you sun kissed. I always call it the sun kiss look. Like sometimes you just want to look like you might have gotten a little vitamin D. You'd be surprised just like on a gentleman that's balding, how shiny the top of his head can get. No, I, I know that's pretty, pretty shiny on top of the he balding head. I <laughs> balding adds character. I love that. Um, but you know what I mean? Like people just think, and I've seen people, especially during COVID where a lot of the podcasts, a lot of the Zooms were going on. And I, I would have to tell them, you got to fix your face and the lighting. It, I know how great you look, but your lighting is horrific. You look so washed out and, you know, your background's horrific. And, you know, there's so many tricks to the trade. But even on television, there's this thing called an uplight. I don't know if you've heard of an uplight, but mm -mm. it's a light. So let's say, I mean, and you can use it even in a photo show just sitting there, but it's a light that kind of comes up and shines upon you. So a lot of uplighting is on newscasts, um, anchors. It's a light that comes up and it just lights up the entire like chin and face. And that's why they call it the up lighting. But it, it, it's key. Lighting is key. If you don't have good lighting, you know, it's hard because as a makeup artist, we have lights that we bring in. And natural light to me is like the most perfect light, period. But you can be the best makeup artist. And if your photographer or if your lighting isn't good, you know, I've worked with so many people and it's actually such a nice thing that a lot of people are like, we didn't even have to Photoshop anything you did. You know what I mean? That's, mm -hmm. that's pretty cool. That's a nice compliment. I had a photo shoot a few years ago where I had headshots done and I have this one spot on my head that is basically blank. It looks like somebody peeled a, a tire <laughs> and it wore it away and the photographer had to fill it in. Mm -hmm. But I, I'm curious to know, you mentioned it's all about brushes and other, you know, materials that you have. What does your toolkit look like that you take for a photo shoot to prepare somebody? Wow. I have a very large rolling kit. I have a hair kit. Um, and my kit, as far as makeup goes, has so many different products, so many different brushes, you know, everybody's like, I don't just use one particular product or one particular brand. I have so many different products, so many different brands. When I was a trainer for Mac back in the day, up and down the East Coast, I love to this day, I do like certain Mac products just because I know exactly how it's going to look and read as far as like their lip liners and their lip glosses, some of their blushes. But my, my brushes are Mac, you know, other makeup artists, uh, you know, I have everybody i think a true makeup artist has an ass an assortment of so many different you know tom ford i love that tom ford's foundation i love uh, pat mcgrath uh it's just the, the the list goes on and on charlotte tilbury i mean i have a little bit of everything same with my brushes there's a makeup artist um makeup art his name is ariel he does um Kylie all the time. Like that's her, that's her go-to. He's got beautiful brushes. My daughter gifted those to me. So if you open, if you saw my kit, you would probably just be almost overwhelmed. You know, it's like a kid in a candy shop. Like where, what are you doing? Where do you go to? I mean, is, is this look like 
you know, the craftsman toolkit that stands five feet tall. It's pretty tall because, well, my hair kit actually fits on top of it. So if I'm traveling, I can disconnect the hair kit and put it above. But they're just packages or packets inside my kit that are like one one whole bag, if you will. It's it's actually like a little Zuga bag. It's a brand, but um, has nothing but lip stuff. And the next bag has nothing but foundations and concealers for light skin. The next has found out foundations and colors for dark skin. Um, I have all my brushes are kind of categorized, you know, with powder and, and, and concealer or what have you. Then I have another bag with mascara wands and lip. I, I mean, you'd, I think you'd probably look at it and go, okay, wow. It looks, huh. yeah, it's, it's, and it takes years to get all this stuff. You know, it just doesn't happen overnight. You start slowly and, and that, that's, and you build your kit. That's how you build your career, too. You build your kit. It's how do you think f- people feel when you're having the consultation and then they tell you what, they, what they're looking for? And, and then come the day of, of your artistry, how do you think people feel when, when you're done? I think they feel fabulous because I want them to feel like just an enhanced version of themselves. themselves mm-hmm. You know, That's one thing that I love about this job is... You know, everybody's got beauty and and we're all, you know, we're all unique. We're all different. But for me, I just want to enhance, you know, we, especially my brides, I always say, you know, you don't want to walk down the aisle and have people turn and, you know, see you coming down the aisle and go, who is that? And you want your groom to look at you and just be like, wow, you know, that's why the groom, you know, you want to see those tears. You want to see the joy and you want somebody to feel absolutely good about themselves. And that's a lot of times why, you know, whether it's photo shoots, not so much, but a bride, we do talk about her look that day because it's really important that we nail it. And I've been pretty, pretty darn lucky thus far. I've probably done over a thousand weddings in my life. And, you know, I do have a page on the knot right now and I have over a hundred pictures of my brides and the most beautiful reviews. And the coolest thing about my brides or a lot of my clients is then we've become friends and now they're all having babies and it's just pretty cool because not only are they my brides or my clients, we become friends. And um, that's that's a really, really neat thing. That is um, really cool to have those clients become friends over time and you get to follow how their life is progressing and growing and changing. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. And that's how I do get a lot of my brides. Obviously, I've just moved here. So um, that that's going to have to come with time. But back in D.C. and Miami and all these places, a lot of my brides were referrals. Just, you know, oh, my God, you did my girlfriend and I love, oh, my God, can you do my wedding? That kind of thing. And mm-hmm. I just think that's such a cool thing because they noticed. Well, apparently so. I mean, the best compliment anybody can give you is a referral, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Tracy, we're going to take a quick break to get a word from one of our sponsors, and then we will be right back. Teton County Solid Waste and Recycling estimates that approximately 3,662 tons of food waste are disposed of in the trash in Teton County every year. This makes food waste the next frontier material in the quest to achieve the county's goal to reduce, aiming for zero waste. For more information on Teton County, ISWR's residential and commercial food waste programs, visit tetoncountywy.gov slash recycle. Change begins with each of us, one day at a time. 
Tracy, welcome back to the Jackson Hole Connection. I'm enjoying this time to get to speak with you. You're the first professional, actually the first makeup artist that I've had on the show. And you're certainly the first makeup artist that I've ever spoken to. And it's a business and a world that for me being a guy, I'm just not in. You, you do stuff for, for TV and, and for filming. I'm not on TV. I have the face for radio, which is why I do a podcast and not a video cast. With the people that you're working with or what you're trying to get accomplished, how do you stay current and relevant with how fashion changes? Fashion is always changing. And you know what I like is um, a lot of times, I can't remember who said it. It was a designer. There's really no such thing as what's trending right now. Hmm. Because if you're, especially here in Jackson, Jackson, there there's a particular look. You don't really see people walking around like they're in New York City. So to me, like, I don't really, uh, I, I'm not so sure I'm really into that whole trending thing. I think evolving, kind of knowing what's going on with the times. I, I, I like this town too, because, you know, you've got your hippy dippies. You've got, you know, some fancy people that like to like be dolled up and you got your skiers, you got your, you know what I mean? That's one thing. But even like back in D.C., you do have a lot of political types, so they have a particular look. Then you, you know, you think about like Nashville. There's musicians everywhere. It's the new, it's the new Hollywood. Then you go to Miami. It's a totally different look. So um, hopefully, I'm making sense to you right now. But when people say trend, I I don't know about the trend so much as just evolving, kind of knowing knowing your audience, knowing your canvas, knowing that person. I, I like it when people have their own style, their own vibe. That to me is fashion. That to me is that to me is style. You know, we can all go to a certain store and go to aisle blah 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 and buy the same sweater or buy the same what have you. But when people have their own style and their own vibe, I roll with it. And that's another reason why I get to know my clients. It's cool to understand who they are, their personality, and then we click and we come together with a really cool look. I've never been to Miami. What what is that like in the world of what you would see, how somebody moving around every day. Miami's a whole different vibe. And I always tell people like literally like Fort Lauderdale and Miami, 30 minutes apart. Okay. Totally different scene. Miami, loud music, the clubs, physical. I mean, not that everybody, I mean, even here in Jackson, I, my eyes usually bulge out of my head because everybody here is just so physically fit too. Different kind of fit. Like you got your skiers and your yogas and your all that. In Miami, I'll never forget when I went to Miami and I just threw on my workout clothes and I went to the grocery store and I'm looking around going, where am I? They are dolled up, hair done, makeup on, nails done. I mean, it's it's wild, you know, and they and, and they go out at 11 o'clock at night. And I'm like, oh, Oof. good God, I've been in bed for hours. Um, it's just a different scene. Most people are when they leave Miami, they're like, oh, it was fun, but I'm exhausted. You got your clubs, you got your amazing restaurants, you've got your beautiful ocean skyline. It's very beautiful, but it's just totally different, totally different. And you better speak Spanish. If you want to do like the career I had, I remember um, uh, Venevision, it's, it's a television station and Nouvella is their soap operas. And all of them do full coverage. You're not even allowed to see a freckle on air. And so I did a lesson for their makeup artist there. I had to have a person translating because uh, i mean i have little people are like garcia you should speak spanish but my 
beautiful husband who I just lost in August um, was Cuban. I'm sorry to hear of, of your loss. Thank you. He was my angel, and there's another reason why I'm here. This is one of his favorite places. So the two of you had time to travel here together? Yes. Uh, he came here. Um, my niece, Alexandra, was married here on New Year's Eve, and he absolutely loved it. What's funny is being Cuban, you'd think he was just an ocean, ocean man, but when his boys were little, he always took them to uh, Tennessee which I thought was so cool and they'd go camping and so on. But he came out here and he fell in love with it. And uh, I promised him that I would honor him and here I am and starting all over. And it's pretty darn scary, but it's okay because he's right here with me. I feel his presence. That's beautiful that you, you made the move to bring his soul a along with you. Wherever I go. Yeah. So was he... Born in Cuba and and immigrated here to the U.S. Yes, he was actually born in Cuba and went to, came to the United States when he was three. Literally, with what they had, the shirts on their back. It's a pretty cool story. His uh, his mother's brother was one of the first that came over on a raft from Cuba and was one of the very first ones to make it. And I don't know, a lot of people don't know this, but if you do, excuse me. Um, but his uncle was ten feet from reaching the sand and some people started running towards him to get him and that's a big no-no he actually had to be the first person to be put his foot on soil and he did um and his raft is actually in a museum in miami it's a pretty cool story but yeah they huh. yeah yeah so the people running towards him could have disrupted him being able to um yeah, his, ask for asylum yeah he, he had to get out of that raft and touch soil and, you know, people were so excited they were trying to help him, but it was like, you know, you need to be off that raft and have- Do it on your own. Foot on the ground. Foot on the ground. Huh. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. It was, it's an amazing story. It's and did you go to Cuba with him? Did you guys ever go back to Cuba? No. No? No. Okay. We, um, we would have loved to. It's funny because his name was um, Jose Manuel Garcia. And here I am, Tracy Garcia. And when I would travel with him, it would just become hilarious because I was like, obviously, you become TSA approved and stuff. But I was like, oh, my God, I'll see you on the airplane. There must be a thousand Jose Garcias. And it was always him, you know, getting checked. And so it was always an ongoing joke. But no, we didn't go back for a, a lot of different reasons, you know, safety. And mm -hmm. it's it's, you know, people have gone and said it's beautiful. It's still like back in what the 50s or what have you. But I don't think it was a bright idea for us personally. And. At what point does somebody decide let's that they would want a makeup artist outside of a wedding or you know being on TV or being filmed? Gosh, sometimes people want makeup just to go out, feel good. They don't know how to a special birthday anniversary, you know, out on the town. Doesn't always have to be. Doesn't always have to be something editorial or wedding or. Some people want to make a blessing. Some people are stuck in a rut and want to do something different. And they've been doing the same thing forever. And they just want to have me uh, come over and go through their stuff and tell them what they should be using, what they shouldn't be using. Some people have products in their drawers and it blows me away that they've had for years. And I'm thinking to myself, that's probably not so smart, hmm. you know, down to a mascara. You should not be using a mascara that's that old. That's so many things. Or they don't have the right colors. They don't have the right shades. They just hadn't, didn't have the proper informative, you know, help. So would you say that you do coaching as well? 
I've given lessons. My lessons are fun, though. They Some people are like, oh, that's too scary. But I'm like, I can't do your makeup and then say, okay, do it yourself. So what I'll do is I'll go through all their stuff. We'll talk about stuff. We might have to order products, but I'll do one half of their face and make them do the other. Mm-hmm. So there's a guideline for them. because if I just do it, how are they going to, you know, there's trial and error. You're going to learn. And, but I'm standing there literally watching them and saying, look at the other eye, look at your eye, you know, and I'm showing them how to use their brushes. Some people are just aren't even using their brushes properly. Again, a world that <laughs> I have not much experience in. So this is all really fascinating. Are you getting, are you learning stuff today? I am. All right. I love that. Yes. I love that. I Tracy, I try to learn something every day. Ditto. Ditto. If if I can learn something new each day, then I've done myself a little service because then I'm I'm keeping my brain fresh and active. I agree. I agree. And I I think that's so important to do. And with what you're doing, I mean, some of it's for professional, but also it's to help people have a to feel a certain way, which sometimes people need that. Oh man, I've donated my time um, back in DC. Make a wish. Wow, you know, so such a joy to make a child's dream come true. One little girl wanted to be a princess, and each news anchor were at different museums and cool places in DC. And at the end of her special day, she was obviously a princess uh, right there. I believe it was right off Constitution or Pennsylvania Avenue. They had a cute little pony, but they made the pony into a unicorn. I mean, those are the things that bring such joy. And, you know, that little angel, all she wanted was to be a princess. And those kinds of things really, truly give me joy. I love doing that. I love giving back. And hopefully as I learn more about being here in Jackson, um, I'd love to do more of that as well. Oh, there's no shortage of organizations to work with yes to be able to give back to a community in this town i i i'm learning a lot of that i'm meeting so many wonderful people it's the perfect place for me that's one of the tenets that has allowed people to survive for so many years out here before jackson has grown into what it is now if you didn't have people to rely on and you aren't one of those people that helped other people this was a very very it was tough even with that support, but without that support and offering back to everybody, it was a tough, tough place yeah. to be. May I ask how long you've been here? I've been here for 25 years there now. There you go. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I wish the first time I stepped foot here in Jackson, I would have like bought a little land or something because now I was like, what are you going to do out there? How is this going to, is this sustainable? All these things. And you know, when I lost my husband, I always said day by day, I think everybody, obviously, I don't think people should just live vicariously and just, you know, wing it. But I certainly also think like eat the piece of pizza, go on the vacation. Tomorrow's not promised. You know, he the way he was, you know, and I don't want to talk about that so much. It's just the way he was tragically, you know, suffered for seven months for on his for his life. Long story short, just so you kind of understand my background. He didn't feel good. Took him to the hospital. They found a little mass. They removed the mass. They gave him COVID. Mm. Yeah. And seven months later, he was surrounded by his beautiful loved ones. But when you love somebody that hard, you also have to love them enough to let them go. Mm-hmm. And we we did everything we could to keep him here, but just wasn't his time. But uh, like I said, people are like, why Jackson? I'm like, he's one of my wives. 
Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for sharing that personal side and and very personal story. It it takes a lot to open up. It does, but you know what? I just want people to know that when they see my Instagram page or see me, half the time I'm in my workout clothes with my hair on top of my head. You know, we're only human. We're all here together. We all have pain. We all have hurt. I think a lot of times people see um, an Instagram page and it's glorified. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just living the real deal here. Uh, every morning I get up and I, I look outside and I see Snow King and I say my little prayers and I'm thankful and I have beautiful kids and a beautiful, beautiful angel granddaughter. And I choose to do it. And I chose to do it for him, too. Um, and I think we all have we all have something. None of us. Are, I always say, you know, none of us are getting out of here alive. So true. It's so true. And my biggest thing I think I've learned from this is compassion, love, kindness, giving back. You know, sometimes we just forget that that person walking down the street might be in pain or suffering. So if I can do that, I'm in. I'm good. I'm happy. And if I live in a little apartment for the rest of my life because I can't, I can't afford my, you know, I, I am sad that I never bought property here years and years ago. But you look around, you're like, well, they're doing it. So I'm going to do it too. You know, no, everybody comes here and doesn't want to leave. There is a reason for that, right? Mm-hmm. Now, since you have been here since November and experienced one of the I'd say in the past, my past 25 years, one of the longer winters and cooler springs for sure. I do not ever recall the amount of snow that we still have on Snow King. And today is May the 15th when you and I are, are speaking, um, that there is that amount of snow on there. What are you looking forward to in the next few months between now and, and winter? Oh, my God. I have said I am going to. I mean, yesterday after Mother's Day brunch, we went on a four mile walk and it was just amazing. And, you know, just just seeing the animals, too, like just obviously in my car. But that to me is so cool. But I want to hike. I want to learn how to fly fish. It's funny because we have this ongoing joke like I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to I want to I want to kayak. I want to do every I want to cycle. I just want to get out there and do it. And I mean, when people. People haven't been here and then, then they come, they get why. I've had family visit and they just like their jaws drop. I want to get out there. I want to, you know, breathe this beautiful fresh air. There's a reason why we're all here. And I mean, all you have to do is look outside. It's it's the outside and, and then it's the people yeah. with the giving heart like you have. You know, I that, just um, I, make it a great community. I appreciate that. I, I, I really, really do love it here. I love the people. I love the small town vibe. Funny story, I had to go to Idaho Falls to take my dog to get groomed because no one had an opening here for months. And I was like, well, she's going to look like a bear. So we, we went. And I kid you not, I was in Hobby Lobby for two and a half hours. I, have, I just stumbled in there. And I thought to myself, back east, I would have been able to like go inside of Michael's or a Hobby Lobby and grab what I needed. I was just like, and it was like so cool to me that I was so into Hobby Lobby. And when they called me and they're like, your dog's ready. I'm like, oh, my God, I haven't gone to Costco or all those things that we just take for granted somewhere else, you know, because it's there. It's smack there. And that's not here. You know, we have the target here and we have. But it's it's such a different vibe here that you really you really learn to appreciate. And I just everybody that hears that story thinks it's so funny because it's only Hobby Lobby and you would have thought that I was like at, you know, Nordstrom's for seven hours or something, but it was just really cool. 
Yeah, I I think when you're here, you don't realize what you don't need. But then when you go into a place where there's everything in community, where there is all that stuff, then it's like, oh, look at what I can, what is here. And but you find a way to survive without it. Absolutely, one hundred percent. So, Tracy, a, a few departing words of wisdom from you. What would you like to share with people? to think about as they move on and continue living their daily life that somebody can think about? Oh, wow. You're putting me on the spot here, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I feel like I'm just putting myself on that preach thing again, but I, I'm really in a place in my life now. When you when you go through such hard times, it's it's like sometimes people complain about the dumbest stuff. And I say this to my daughter, and now we always talk about this. If somebody's having a bad day or somebody's complaining or something didn't go right, I'm like, did it have a heartbeat? Is it that big of a deal? Mm -hmm. Did it have a heartbeat? You know, it's just that simple to me. You, you, you know, uh, just be kind. Give that person a smile. I find that a lot here in Jackson. Not so much back on the D.C., uh, you know, D.C. Uh, scene and stuff like that, but hopefully more and more people will just be coming together more and um, share what we have. And it's we're all really here and sharing what we have in the same boat. You know, no one's better. I, I, I love people here that are living in a tiny little shack to a eight million dollar home. Don't care. Really don't care. I don't care what you came from. I don't care what you have. I, I care about your heart. That's a beautiful statement and a, and a lovely way to end Aww. today. Thank you. And I so appreciate it, Tracy. I appreciate you having me. It was really fun. Thank you. I enjoyed talking to you today. Thank you. Thank you. To learn more about Tracy Garcia and her work, visit the Jackson Hole Connection episode number 245. Thank you everybody for listening today. Get out and share this podcast with your friends and families, Instagram and Facebook. Do you know if somebody would like to be a guest? send us their name. We'd love to have them. Take care, everybody. Look forward to seeing you back here for the next episode of the Jackson Hole Connection.